Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Oh, somebody go ahead, put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Do you want God to look your way? And I know God is certainly looking for somebody. And your prayer is heard. He's going to look your way. Amen. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Are you blessed to be in church? All right. All right. Fantastic. So, how many know that next week is our international swollen Sunday? Hey. So, please, next week is the day we've been waiting for. So all of us, wherever we are, our branches, we are all coming here. But the uh, secret is that it's a crusade, but the venue is here. Are you there? So we are inviting our friends, we are inviting our family, anyone sick, well, not well, depressed, not depressed, happy, not happy. God is going to touch, heal, restore and bless all of us. Amen. So, please uh, be sure you don't forget that uh, next week is our uh, Jesus International Soul in Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'm here for a purpose, and this session is the session for prosperity. Are you ready for your prosperity? I say, are you ready for your prosperity? Fantastic. So, I've been sharing with you why uh, some people become poor. The bad thoughts, the bad thoughts of non-titus that makes them poor. Is that not it? Yeah. And I was explaining to you, according to what the Bible says, you, you need to have a, I mean, a positive image of yourself and of the world if you are to do well. Because the Bible says that whatsoever a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Are you there? Yeah. That is why the Bible will encourage you to keep your heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. Amen. So your life is coming out of your heart. Whether you will do well or you will not do well is as a result of the meditations of your heart, not even what you are saying. Sometimes we say things that are not in our hearts. 
and other times we don't say what is actually in our hearts. When you look into the Bible, you notice that most of the people who had problem with God was not even what they said or what they were doing. It was what they were meditating on their hearts. The, uh, uh, the rich man, the foolish rich man who died because his ground bore fruit plentifully in Luke chapter 12. Bible talks about the fact that he did not speak, but he said in my heart, what shall I do? He said, this I will do. I will pull down my bands and I will build a bigger one. And I, I will bestow my goods there. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast many goods for many years. Take thine ease and be merry. And Bible said that thou fool, this night, your soul will be required of you. And we shall see whose it shall be all the good things that you have provided for your soul. Are you here? So it is not that he has even said anything. But the thought, that's why I'm saying that the reason why many people have not done well is not because you have said something. It's the state of your heart. You have not got a car. You've not got a job. You are, but you, you are not married yet, but you know people that when you marry or when they propose to you, you are going to tease them. You will do your hand like this. The car is not yet in, but you know the people that you want to splash water on. When will the car come? When will the car come? When you know that, look, if I buy a car, I'm going, this is my ex-boyfriend, the one who broke your heart. This is where he passes. I will splash water on him. Are you there? And the first world was destroyed, not because of what was happening. When you read Genesis chapter 5 and the Bible says, and God saw that the imagination, not what they were doing, they were doing bad things, but they imagined what they were imagining to do. See, when you imagine things, it is it's serious than you have done it. That is why I told you we have moved. In the olden days, when people were uh, trying to be rich, you say, work hard, and you'll be rich. But if you know, in this modern day, somebody wrote a book. He said, think. Hmm? Think and grow rich. Think and grow rich. And you notice that people who think are richer than those who are working hard. Those who are digging and people who are thinking are growing, I mean, richer and richer. Yeah. So thoughts, thoughts are products. The only reason why you don't produce it is that some people don't hold their thought for a long time. Okay. If you can hold your thought for a little longer, it will manifest. Okay. So thought are product. That's why lazy people, the most important thing they don't do is they don't think. It's difficult for them to think. Even they cannot think of what they want to eat. If you ask later, what will you eat? He said, anything. 
Anything. I'm not choosing. Anything. What color is your uh, favorite color? Anything. Shall we go or shall we? It's like they cannot to think like, okay, if we are going to go, then this must be the reason. If we are not going, it's too much of work. It's work. You see, and the unfortunate thing is that now, now they rather work hard in the negative way. They begin to work that me, I'm, I mean, the thought, I'm talking about the evil thought, the bad thought of the, the, that turned people into poor people. You may be a Christian, but if you have a bad thought, that is why when you read Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8, the Bible tells us the things that you should think about. God has given us things, the set of things that we should think about. Hmm? Philippians chapter 4. Oh, is, is it not in the Bible? Yeah. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are what? True. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So God even give us the things because what you are thinking is affecting you. Proverbs, is it 23, uh, 4, it said, keep your heart with God, all diligence, hard work. It takes a, a hard work to keep your heart with all diligence. Why? Because out of it are the issues of life. Whether you will do well, whether you will not do well, whether you will prosper, you will die premature. It is coming from the state of your heart, the meditations of your heart. And your heart is not the organ that pumps blood into all the... No, that is the biological heart. The spiritual heart is your spirit that actually you. Hallelujah. Are you here? So some we've seen a couple of these bad thoughts that have not allowed people to do well. And I want to add one more to it and we will continue. Amen. Amen. I see God prospering you. Amen. I say, I see God prospering you. Amen. You shall have more than enough. Amen. You will have what you call more than you can carry. Amen. You will have Enough to eat and to spare. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I see you changing your wardrobe. Amen. I see you buying a car. Amen. I see you renting, renting accommodation. Amen. And after some while, you, you build your own house. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You shall not borrow people's shoe and wear. Amen. You have your own shoe. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Yeah. So, Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence. Diligence means hard work to make sure that you are not trending and thinking about it's a hard work. Because some people are given to only bad thoughts. So, some of the bad thoughts we saw, why um, non-titles become poor, the bad thought that turns them into poor people. The first one is that I I earn too little to pay tight. Number two, I earn too much to pay tight. It's like people who drink. 
when they are sad, they drink. When they are happy, they drink. So there's no reason for drinking. You drink because you want to drink. So people don't pay tight because they don't want to pay tight. Number three, I'm not a fool. I will never pay tight. Number four, my hard-earned money is being, it's not being properly used, so I will not pay tight in this church. Mercy. Number five, pastors are using our money to buy cars and houses for themselves. So I will not pay tight to finance their extravagant life. This is what people did and they crucified Jesus with thieves. And some of you, you know, that even your pastor uh, give you money more than you, you have. Not that your pastor is your father, but just being around your pastor, he helps you more than you have helped yourself. Number six. All pastors are con men and thieves, so I will not pay tight. This is a bad church. And your mother or your uncle or your auntie may be saying this to you in the house. I don't have a problem because your mother doesn't know me. But you who know me, if this is what you think about me, then that the problem now is not your mother, but it's between me and you. Because there's a lot of pastors, so I cannot, yes. Yes. Are you here? So whatever your mother has said about pastors, I don't blame her. Because she's seen a lot of things in this world. Do you understand? Yeah, but if whatever your mother is saying, now you are thinking about, after you have known me, when you were struggling with your grade seven exams, I taught you English. I paid your fees. Took you. If this is what you are thinking about me, when I come and pick you in a car that you cannot afford, when your friends were walking and using Mapella, you were in BMW. Hey! That, 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 that is the problem I'm having with you. It's a problem. That when problem. people could not afford even a taxi or Mapella, yeah, yeah. you uh, important people that you wouldn't have met anywhere came with Porsche cars. BMW, SUVs, took you to church, took you back. Even when you take a taxi, it drops you at a station. You, you were driven straight to your doorstep. So my problem is that whatever your mother has said, it's not a problem. But now you are believing that what your mother is saying it applies to me. That's the problem. It's no longer your mother, but your thought about me is what is going to trend into the poverty. But the Bible says that he that pays evil with good, you are paying somebody who has done so much good to you with evil. Is it good? You let, let me continue. 10% is too much to give, so I will not pay tax. These are all bad thoughts. You pay, uh, pay ye taxes, different things. You even buy, when you were in the world, you buy alcohol, drugs, with money to destroy your life. That one, you did not say that it was too much. And people who don't pay tight, often they fall in love with bad boys or girls who chow the money properly. Who choose the money properly. Number eight, I am broke, I cannot pay tight. That one, I can't even start it. 
Number nine, I'm building a house. I cannot pay my tithes. You are building your house. Last week, if you were here, many people don't even finish the house to go and live in. And even if you finish, whether you can buy sleep, may God give you every good thing that you need in the name of Jesus. We also saw I have a funeral, so uh, I cannot pay my tithe. But today I just want to give you one, then we'll be out of here. I am a widow, so I cannot pay tithes. Who is a widow? We have two words, widow and widower. The longer one is always for the man. Do you understand? Yeah, the shorter one is there. Yeah, so widow is a, a woman who has lost the husband. And widower, not windower. Not windower. Remove the N, widow and widower. Do you understand? Uh -huh. Add it to your English. Yeah, so when somebody loses the wife, the man becomes a widower. And when somebody loses the husband, the woman becomes a widow. And I mean, from experience, you will pity somebody who has a nice husband or wife. They are happily going after before you notice. I mean, one has left the other. It's a pitiful situation. So if you are a, a human being, you are a pastor, you can easily even exempt them from spending money. Especially when the one who is gone is the breadwinner. How many understand what I'm talking about? You would rather even pity the person. You would rather want to even give. But you see, the pain of the tithe, it is not supposed to be a logical or reasoning. It is a spiritual thing. And more of the widows and the widowers, they are the ones who need even God's intervention more than anyone else. God should rather step in. So when you are a widow, a widower, you rather need the presence of God, the input of God, the power of God to keep you in every way that you go. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why a widow, a, a widower should not even consider that because of my state. Because there is a certain pain, a certain sorrow that you cannot handle it. Doctors cannot help. Only the presence of God, his power can heal. So when you are not a tighter and God's presence also withdraws from you, then your situation is going to worsen. Hallelujah. And we see an example in the Bible. When you read Mark chapter uh, 12, I think from verse number 41 to 44. Can we read it together quickly? And Mark chapter 12 from 41. Can we read it from the NLT? Let's read some English. This one, sometimes, if you've not passed your matric, you have program with King James. Yeah, I intend to help you. Can we read it together? One, go. Jesus sat down near the collection box. This is my question. Where are my collection box? Ashes, those who come, take your collection, but this is the offering basket. He sat. You know, Jesus, he did not even, he was sitting on the stage by the collection box. In the temple, 
Let's continue reading. Yeah. Okay, let's start. One, go. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowd dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Continue. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples. I tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contribution. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, as poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. I thought that Jesus would say, oh, you are a widow. And you see, the giving of the offering invoke the power of God, the presence of God. I don't know whether Jesus knew this widow before, but he had a word of knowledge. Suddenly, when the person was, he had a word of knowledge. He said, this woman is a widow. The prophetic unction was happening. Then he had a word of knowledge. He said, the people who are coming, a lot of rich people are giving today. And they are giving large sums of money. And Jesus knew that it was big contribution they are making, but they are making it out of their surpluses. It doesn't even affect them. It doesn't affect them. It's the surplus. Extra, something that, I mean, on the side, the actual budget is there. These are things that I will not, so I will be saving it into the fixed deposit or into the saving account. It's something extra. It doesn't really change anything whether I use it or not. But he turns and tells, but this poor, as poor as she is, she has given everything. The King James says, to my, the widow's might. She has given everything that she can live on. Not the surplus. And I'm, I'm submitting to you that if my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, did not prevent a widow from giving and paying from the little that was not enough. Who am I to tell you by my logical reasoning that if you are a widow or you are a widower, you are exempted from titan? A widow or a widower is not exempted. So if you are not and you are not paying tithe, you, you should consider uh, doing the right thing. Amen. Yeah. Because I told you the last time, one pastor said, in my church, everybody pay tight. Either you give it or God will come for it. Either you give it or God comes for it. When you read, uh, uh, is it First Kings chapter 7, 17, you see the story of Elijah. God said that I have, look, there was famine. The broke cherith dried up. And God said, I have provided, I have provided a widow. Why will God use widow and widowers when there are people who are rich there? Why should a pastor, a prophet go and live on the little substance that a widow have? But that is God's wisdom. I said, go, I have provided. Go to Zarephath, which belonged to Zidon. And dwell there. Behold, I have commanded what? 
widow, a widow woman there to sustain you, to feed you. A widow. And you see, why did God use widow? Because when God asks you to give, he it give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaking together, running over. In giving, you receive. When you give, it's a seed you sow. That's why non-Titus, the bad thought of Titus, I'm a widow. People just want to be pitied. It will not take you out of your poverty. Can I tell you something? People who have gone for, who have queued for uh, poverty, alleviation aid, but they, they are still poor. Yeah. Yeah. When you open a business, they say there's a, 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 a grant for small business. Well, if you're a small business, but I don't intend to have a small business. <laughs> small business start and remain small. They start and remain because the mind of the person that is a small business, so it never grows big. But when they said that they are looking for, I mean, business, big businesses, join because that small business is a big business. You just is the beginning. Hallelujah. Are you here? And you see that God provided for this widow. And how? The prophet went to her spoke to her, said, I have nothing. I'm left with a small dough and a little oil. I'm about to cook it, eat it with my little son, and we'll be ready to die because there's nothing. Do you know what the prophet said? He said, make for me first. And Elijah said to her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first. Give your tithe and give your offering what? First. That's why it's the first and best. Give it first. When you give it, you see that God gives you wisdom to manage the rest. And bring it to me. And after make for thee and thy son. It looks unreasonable. How many can think that ah, you are a man of God? You have gone to a widow. He's even telling you that my husband is dead. My, my, the food is not enough. And you are not even having pity on me that do and let us eat together. You say, do for me. For, ah, what kind of man of God is this? You see, this is what the world don't understand and they keep talking about it. They, when they see people giving offering, these people that are giving offering, they go to work even the day they are paid. They are more depressed and worried. When they are paid on the payday, they are more depressed and worried than the day, Sunday, that they come happily bringing the letter that they don't have. Because in giving, they receive. In giving, it is... Look at what uh, Paul said. Remember what the Lord Jesus said. Hmm? Yeah, that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Don't position yourself as a, I mean, lifetime universal recipient. There's some blood group like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a universal donor. I, my blood, I can give anyone blood. I think it's all, all negative or positive. Eh? All positive, yeah. I can give everybody blood. Universal donor. 
But there are people who are universal recipients. They cannot give their blood to, but they are there. It's like everyone, A, group A, bring it. Group B, bring it. Every A, B, bring it. Everyone, they are there. They are Jesuits. It is not a blessing. It is not a blessing. See the blessedness in giving. Hallelujah. This widow gave the little that she doesn't even have and was not enough. I wish I had time to tell you the story. The end of the story is that the vessels in her house, she had dough, oil, over and over. It was when the vessels were full that the, it ceased. Do you want to provoke God for a miracle? The little that you don't have, the little that is not enough, that is what God is asking. Hallelujah. Yeah, because it is seed. You cannot say you are too poor that you won't sow as a farmer. You are too poor that you will not sow. That is the reason why you will not have a harvest. No, you cannot cry on God. Oh God, I'm, I'm too poor a farmer. If you are a poor a farmer, that is even when you should sow. In sowing, you have a harvest. Hallelujah. Okay, all I said is to encourage you to pay your tithe and to give your offering. So take it out and let's pray over it. In the name of Jesus, Mandoka, Riaka, Mota, Baya, Limo, Oka, Ali, Ande, Mota, Yande, Lima, Hata, Bando, Roka, Bande. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. We bless you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In the name of Jesus. Lift your offering, lift your tithe. If you are paying it, where is the account number? Please project the account number. Yeah, this is our church account number. Send it straight into the church account. Use your cell phone number and your name as the reference, if it's your tithe. And some wonderful people will send you the covenant blessing. If you are here, you also um, pay your tithe, but you have not received the covenant blessing. Let us know. Maybe the it did not reach. Okay. Is everything okay? Good. So I'm waiting for you. Take your phone. Take your iPad. If you are watching from YouTube or Facebook, you are the one I'm talking to. In the comfort of your home, take that. I see your phone, let it be lifted high up above your head and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I invoke the power in your word. I invoke the power in the scriptures that cannot be broken. Lord, visit your people. Bless us. Honor your word, Lord. Let it be fulfilled. How you said. It is more blessing to give than to receive. Lord, I pray that out of our little, all we could even live on, Lord, we have brought it to you. Lord, we are doing this not because we have so much money that we cannot use. No. We are paying our tithe and giving our offering, not because we don't have any need. But Lord, we are doing it in obedience to you. If we, men, will obey your word, Lord, you will do better. 
Let your word be fulfilled. Honor your word. Honor your people. Let them see your mighty hand upon their lives, upon their work, upon their children, their home, everything we are involved with. Lord, I pray for the multiplication, the increase, the blessings that comes from you and only you. Father, I pray that everyone who has given the tithe, who is giving the tithe, who has decided that I will try, I will test God and see whether this tithing thing works. Let them see your mighty hand in every aspect of their lives. In the name of Jesus, in the education, in the upbringing of their children, Lord, be there with them. Grant people bursaries and sponsorships and scholarships in the name of Jesus. I pray for marriages. I pray for homes. I pray for multiplication in the name of Jesus and rebuke the devourer. Whatever takes our money away is rebuked this morning. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.